Hey team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cabrera. This is the spot where we provide raw, unfiltered insights from some amazing guests. Stand by, you're about to be offended in all the right ways. All right team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast and we are closing down 2021. And so this episode here is just going to talk at you here for a few minutes. First, just want to thank all our listeners out there for a really great year here in 2021 uh, with the Professionally Offensive Podcast. Appreciate your support and your reviews and your listens and all the things that you've done for this podcast and for this team and for this community here uh, throughout the year. 2022 is going to be amazing. Uh, It's going to be, we're going to have plenty more episodes to come probably going to up the frequency in which these episodes come at you. And we're also going to be focusing more and more in certain topics, not just entrepreneurship, but leadership and just kind of how folks use their either personal ways of leading themselves to concepts that they've learned to just the nitty gritty tactical stuff on their day to day to kind of get through leading their teams, their businesses, their families, um, and, and heck even themselves. And so really stoked to bring that to you. So here at the beginning of the year, we will have a ton of great podcasts coming your way. But for today, what I wanted to do as we close out the year, I thought it'd be a really great time to reflect on how to reflect. And so oftentimes when I've run businesses or organizations, it's easy to kind of get stuck in one of two camps. One, it's the end of the year. You're trying to close all the last little bit of deals you can, trying to wrap up and and make sure that you're getting all those last wins in to make yourself, your business, your investors happy, whatever that might be. Um, And so you kind of are not able to even reflect, right? You are running all the way to 31st of the year. January 1 1 hits, and you really didn't do anything. You're just kind of starting the next year again. Or you're in the second camp where maybe you've ended that year, and you have some time to think and reflect and to kind of think about what's going on, but you're kind of harping on yourself either too much in the losses of the year or you're really maybe floating on cloud nine, and just stay with me here, too much, right on the winds. And so what I want to do briefly is talk about camp number one and then think about some, or helps kind of think through some things in camp number two. So for camp number one, My only advice there is throughout the season, whether it's the holidays or whatever, of course, spend some time with family, spend some time with your close friends, spend time with your business mates. And for a lot of folks, you may not get the opportunity to spend a ton of time. What I would ask and what's always helped me is try to find a time, whether that's a car ride, whether that's you walking around downtown with a pair of uh, headphones in, sipping on you know, some coffee or whatever it might be, but just go find some time to go be by yourself and reflect on the year, on the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the reason that's important is that's often how you can prime your brain correctly for the next year. It can give you the things you need as you're moving into the next year to really focus on and to really carry momentum in with your team. Because if you don't spend any of that time really reflecting on the good, the bad, and the ugly, then really the next year starts and you really didn't get to harness any of the lessons learned from that year. So that's all I'll say about that. Put yourself, even if it's just for an hour, go find some time to go meditate on yourself and reflect on all the things that happened throughout the year and just kind of how that's going to help position you for the next. Now, what I want to focus on is how you talk about, how we think about, 
as leaders, as folks who manage, as, as just people and how we think about the wins and losses. Both those things are super critically important. But how you think about it is more important. See, winning and losing, in my, in my mind, is just part of playing the game. It's part of being in the game, I should say, of business, of leading, of doing those things. Not that it's a game, but that it's a strong competition, and it is a constant exertion of your will to do the best that you can. And so wins and losses, to me, are just a reality. They're just what happens. When you have wins, that's great, and when you have losses, that's great, because that's part of what it means to be a part of the game. How you think about them are important. So for those of y'all that are in the camp of you kind of get, and you know who you are, you really love to really just celebrate the wins to the nth degree. Like you're talking about 2020 wins into like the Q3 of 2022, that camp, right? That's a little bit of like, you know, talking about an old football game that, you know, you won back in high school and you're like 70 years old now. Like it's cool to talk about, but at some point, those wins kind of lose its muster and you stop and then you kind of forget about what you're focused on today. So there is a point of overdoing your win celebration. On the other side, when it comes to losses, there's some of you that are really just, you'll damage your spirit because of you can't get beyond what the losses were and how that all of a sudden became a way that you or your company is now identified. Also unhealthy. And so what I would ask is, Look at both wins and losses very objectively. Look at it as a way to inform how you're going to operate the next year. And most importantly, how you're going to get your team wrangled around operating the next year. And so, and that team, again, could be business or that team could be your family, right? Maybe y'all spent too much on the family budget on Christmas presents and you decide that's not a good call next year. Whatever it is, I think these things are applicable across the, across the, the gambit here. So a couple of things that have always helped me kind of stay organized and how I look at those things objectively. I think with the wins, give yourself, and with the losses, give yourself a little bit of a time box, right? Give yourself an opportunity to say, let's celebrate those wins, right? But let's not get out of hand by allowing those to become now our new identity and not really having to go prove that we need to continue doing good work. So whatever that means, you know, whether that's, hey, look, let's use a certain amount of time, whether that's before the year ends or maybe even into the first quarter, where we're really reflecting and studying those wins, I think it's important to do. Time box those wins, right? Whatever that means. And that's just a simple way to just make sure you're not overdoing it, like setting a timer on an oven. Just make sure you're not overcooking. Yeah, you can eat that steak after it's 17 minutes after it's supposed to come out, but it ain't going to taste as good, right? So just give yourself some time. The other thing that I would say that has always helped me kind of organize and look at these things objectively is what I like to do, just because we're human— I like to actually start with the losses first. And I like to start there so that you can end on a good note by, and you'll often find, you end on a good note with the wins. And you'll often find that by doing that one-two punch, losses first, then reflecting on your wins, what that will allow you to do is actually see some of the synergies that are between the two. You'll start to identify that some of your losses were actually wins. And that's kind of the whole point of this exercise, right? As you're looking at what you could have done better or what didn't go right, those are the ways that that order of events, losses first, then wins, have typically allowed me to carry good momentum into the next year. So as you're looking at those wins and losses, the next step that I would kind of think through as you're reflecting on those items really is about, again, the how, right? So as you're looking at your losses specifically, one of the things is look at it through the lens of how do we do better? 
right? Because that's ultimately what we're all trying to do anyways, right? And whether it's sports or business or family, we're always just trying to do better. Because if you think about it, if you never hit the mark, maybe everything's a loss, right? And so that, that mark is going to continue to grow. So if you look at it that way, like we didn't hit the mark, well, you're never going to hit the mark. And so look at it as how do we do better, right? Because the best teams continue to do better, right? I mean, no one would argue that whether it's, you know, championship F1 teams to, you know, world-class soccer teams that the loss one year and then a win next year, you know, all of a sudden they're still losers. Like that's just not how that works. You're always trying to increase that level of performance every single year. So as you look at your losses, look at it as how do we do better? And then also look at it as what were the things that hurt the most? Because pain is an interesting thing. Pain is a thing that allows most of us to recall very vividly what had happened. The problem is, is we go straight to what didn't work out well and who wronged us and the people who dropped the ball. When instead, I would ask that, that use that pain as a reference point of strength, that we got through that, whatever that was, and it hurt like hell. But at the end of the day, we have that reference point now. And now that we're all standing here, still moving on to the next objective, I think we can all say we're stronger for, from it. So use those losses, use that pain and that hurt as a way to harness energy and strength into building a better team. Now, let's go to wins. When you're looking at wins, the way that I like to look at wins is a way to celebrate your team, right? It's really easy as a leader sometimes to get a big head or as people to get a big head about what you've done. To me, celebrating the wins from a team perspective is hypercritical because it really does matter when you can articulate how those wins have really been woven into the fabric of how the team contributed to that win. Now, I don't think you have to be overly um, kumbaya about it, so to speak, where you're just giving so much praise where everybody in the, in the, you know, in the team is head so big that now nobody, nobody thinks that they can ever fail. But I think the important thing to think about here is giving credit where credit's due, allowing those individuals or those teams that you have to be able to kind of soak in the goodness of that hard work and then be able to move on from there on to the next objective. With those wins as well, just like looking at losses is how do we do better? I think the wins, you do the same thing. You look at your wins and you say, how do we do better? It's kind of funny, isn't it, right? Because when you start thinking of it that way, you're like, well, why would I do better on a win? Doesn't that mean it's a loss? No, it just is. It is what it is. Wins or losses are what they are. They're just scores on a scoreboard, and you can always get more of them. And so when you're looking at your wins, just think about how do I do better? Because that ultimately is going to inform how I structure the next year to continue to grow from where I'm at. And then finally on the wins section, the thing that I really, really want to focus on is grateful. Be grateful for the fact that you got some wins. There are plenty of people in this world, whether it's because they're on hard times and they can't really get through, you know, even, even a successful day with finding food or water to drink, or they just lost their home in a fire or a flood, that's an absolute loss. But the fact that you get to stand here and get to be in your family, get to be in your business, get to be on your team and continue to live and fight another day, that in itself is a win. And not only is that a win, but that's something I think to be more than grateful for, because now you get the opportunity to do something with that one more day you have here on this earth to go make something out of yourself. And so as you're looking at what your wins and losses are for the year, 
just remember to look at it from the perspective of how do we do better? Let's celebrate those, but then let's overdo it. Let's acknowledge those losses, but let's don't overly like get mad at ourselves or, or, you know, get to the point where we're just absolutely bashing our spirit and let's move on. I think the most important thing to do with any team is to build confidence at the DNA level, but do not let the accolades define who you are because there will be years and times where that will not be the case. And at the end of the day, the difference between folks that are champions and not champion teams are the ones that show up every day. And so did you build enough resilience in the DNA of your team to be able to harness those wins and losses as strength to go on for another day? And if that answer is yes, then great. Then you will be able to endure the hard stuff that is inevitably about, inevitably about to come. So this year, if you're not taking the time to go ahead and reflect, do some reflection. As a leader, as a person running an organization, as a family person, whatever that is, take some time to go reflect and reflect on those wins and losses throughout the year that you had. And then what I would do is take, you don't have to overly plan this out, but take a couple big nuggets from there and go share them. I think it's important. Maybe you let folks get to the Christmas and New Year's, but then at the beginning of the year, go share them. Hey, these were the things that I thought about. These are the things I'm most proud about, wins and losses. And I'm proud of both. And this is what I want to do to make sure we keep momentum going forward. Because ultimately, the teams that I've been a part of, they're not, the teams that I've been a part of that are, that are really hyper elite and are able to move on to the next objective with really great performance, they don't rest on their laurels. They don't rest on their losses and dwell in them either. They're just acknowledge those wins, they acknowledge those losses, and then they move on the next day with a brand new fresh job to do. And they just keep doing that and you just do that forever. And when you get to that point, it's actually a really incredible opportunity to build a team who's most focused on the now and what it is that needs to get done today. And although they're acknowledging the past, they're simply acknowledging it as a simple way for them to, as an important way, but as a simple way to, to make sure that the today is something that they can be successful at. So again, that's my tidbits here, my way to end over the year for 2021. Um, I hope it's been helpful for y'all. It's been really incredible to talk to our guests over the past, you know, several many episodes, and we expect to be able to continue to do that with incredible folks teed up here for next year that you absolutely don't want to miss out on. Uh, in addition to that, again, we just want to say thank you. Really appreciate the ears that you guys have given us out there in the world. Please continue to listen in. We will absolutely be here um, and sharing as much as we can about the things that y'all care about, which is really how do we be better versions of ourselves and how do we continue to unlock our greatness, even if that means we got to go look in the dark parts of our own mind, spirit, and whatever that might be to go get better. And so on behalf of the Professionally Offensive Podcast and myself, just want to say thank you. Y'all enjoy a great rest of your holiday and Christmas season. And we will see you bright and early in 2022. Jason out.